Wow! Hello! You've stumbled upon Stars of Tomorrow, where I, Mr. Thrive, interview future entertainment journalist Amanda Viatoro, who has not yet been discovered. This up-and-coming podcast interviews the up-and-coming. How are you doing today, Amanda? I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. I love, I, I love it. You're just right off the bat. Just, <laughs> you know, most people, most people they'll, they'll be saying like, like, yeah, we're great, you know, while like their their veins are boiling out of their forehead. But for a hungover person, you look you look great. <laughs> I'm literally just kidding though. <laughs> I just wanted to be cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I I am stoked to have you on the show because thank you. You kind of already have a little bit of a following, being a journalist for yourself. I mean, that's kind of what being a vlogger yeah is about. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that How'd that get started with with my with vlogs? YouTube? Yeah. My YouTube channel. Um. Well, it all started in college. To be honest, I had a professor and she made us upload our projects to YouTube at first. Everybody was public, so, like, anybody was able to, like, see your stuff. We weren't really private. Um, but then, at the end of the semester, I just kept going with it. Like, I passed my class. I got an A. Everything was fine. But I kept going with it on my own. And, like, slowly but surely, like, I would get, like, fans from, like, all over the world, like, messaging me. Hey, I, like, stumbled upon your YouTube channel. I just want to let you know, like, you should keep going because I know, like, it's very small right now. But, like... Don't lose hope because one day, like, you can blow up and, you know, be doing all the things that you actually want to be doing. So it was really great that I had motivation from, like, all over the world to continue doing something that I never thought I was going to be doing now. So it's not just me recognizing the talent. <laughs> I guess not. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's really reassuring because I, I took a huge shot in the dark with that one. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, I mean, where, where's the farthest you've ever kind of received any feedback? From? Um, I had a girl from India that Whoa. was really struggling, and she, like, shared her story with me. What is that story? I, for pers- I'm not going to, like... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, because, totally. like, she was very personal with me, um, and I appreciate the fact that she was so personal with me, but with having a fan base and having people share th- their stories with you, I kind of want to keep that private just because, like... I don't know if me saying something about them can cause some trouble. Not super sweet. I'm just a nosy yeah. guy. No, I know. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, it's a great way to actually communicate with people from literally all over the world. Yeah. Like, you, I've, oh my God, the stories I hear from all these other people that I've never even met, to be honest. I've never met a single one of my subscribers, maybe once. At Home Depot, I got recognized. But other than that, like, I don't know these people, but I still get messages from, like, all over the world, whether it's guys going through girl problems or, you know, girls going with, like, guy problems. It's like I get a little bit of everything, which is kind of great. Yeah. Um, do you find yourself kind of taking the role of, like, a therapist a little bit for these people? I think I've always been a therapist, kind of. Yeah. Like... I feel like people just naturally come to me and ask for questions and ask for advice. I mean, you're a trustworthy prior. person. That, I think that's actually what started our friendship. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're co-workers. Yeah. But even more so, I was like, okay, I can trust Amanda to have my back. Yeah. Like, I'll keep, I, I'm very open with people. Like, I tell people I'm an open book with a lot of people. With everyone that I meet, everybody's like, they pretty much already know who I am. 
Um, but at the same time, like, if you have something that you want to keep private in between us too, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, tell somebody because I feel like that's very disrespectful to share someone's life when it's not my, like, it's not my part to be talking about your life with somebody else, you know, like. Yeah, I should I, hope not. Yeah. I've told you, oh God, how many secrets have I <laughs> Don't worry, nobody knows. <laughs> as long as no one knows that I'm really bad at cuddling. And that I lose That's, sleep when I try to cuddle. <laughs> then then we're fine. Oh, wait. That's literally okay, your name out. on my contacts. I'll, I'll cut out this part of the interview. and then. I'll, no, you're not. God, I hope I remember to cut out this part of the interview here. No, you're not. <laughs> you're Mr. Cuddles for life. <laughs> this is uh, Stars of Tomorrow hosted by yours truly, Mr. Cuddles. Uh, yeah, that should be the new name. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know why it's Mr. Thrive. That's just a conceited... <laughs> name next to you know permanent mr cuddles uh, yeah mr yeah. cuddles permanente <laughs> that's my full name i right really there. like that <laughs> cuddles permanente yeah if you ever get a teddy bear mr cuddles mr cuddles 100 percent. yeah no, absolutely <laughs> oh my god you're crazy uh mildly mildly you know but i i keep it i keep it mellow um no but that's great did you always kind of want to work in entertainment um, actually, growing up, I always thought I was going to be a doctor or a nurse or work in the medical field, I, but I've always, with the intention that I always wanted to help people. I, my mom had cancer growing up and she's had like over nine surgeries over wow. the years. So I always was like, I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to be a doctor because I saw the way my mom struggled. So, and I wanted to help other people that were struggling the same way that my mom was struggling with. So I've always wanted to do something with like helping people and like understanding people and making people better. But then once I got into high school, I started to discover myself in a very different kind of way because I really didn't have friends. I was like the most unpopular girl in high school. I would eat in the girls' restroom. What'd you eat? I would eat lunch in the girls' restroom because like nobody would like really want to be my friend. Um, there was a lot of like bullying growing up. I was very insecure, low self-esteem. I always tried to play sports to accommodate like having friends because like if you play a sport, you're supposed to be friends with like everybody on the team. Um, so I went into sports thinking that I was going to make friends backfired on me. Like it didn't work out the way I expected it. So I was always very like an awkward kid growing up. I was never really like the girl every guy wanted to date or like the girl that, you know, had all eyes on her in high school. Like I was literally the opposite of that and then I started to do theater which is where I was like okay this is fun like I can see myself you know acting and having being in musicals and you know building sets because us as the students had to build the sets for every musical that we prepared for the year you would build them and then go on stage and act exactly okay. yeah gotcha. so like I think three days out of the the week we would be building the sets for the musicals and then we would have rehearsals the last two days like whatever you know dancing or doing your makeup or you know picking out your outfits you for wardrobe or whatever so that triggered me a little bit to like kind of want to be in the entertainment aspect of it whether it was production or being in front of the camera like I always had a passion for it and it sounds like a really good program too because you really get the full spectrum of samples yeah of you know little tidbits of the industry yeah yeah I was in, like, the choir for my school, which was, like, actually one of the best choirs in the Valley. You were a soprano? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How did you know that? I could just hear. I could just hear in my in voice, voice, my big ass voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but like, but like, exactly. I, <laughs> no, because I was in, I was in choir. Just just curious. Can from my voice, can you can you tell? Were you an alto? I don't know. Alto. That's that's a no no no. That's traditionally. Woman. No, I don't know. I was a. I would But then I then I branched off to baritone. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, but I did choir. For a little bit, and I, I, I pretty much joined choir uh, for the political reason of getting better roles in my high school plays. I did high school plays, too. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I was a theater kid. We were... I didn't know that was a thing, though. Yeah. I mean, not in my high school. Yeah, at my high school, there was some very polarizing political aspects of it <laughs> that make my eyes roll to this day. Uh, we're like, we're like, you know, in order to, in order to actually, like, get into any of the good roles, you had to be trusted by the lead teacher yeah the lead uh, uh musical director of it yeah. so uh i took the choir class and then i got like she saw my talent and then later on i got uh roles I, like in fiddler on the roof i was tedler uh tevia yeah. no, no no i wasn't Tevia. oh my god i was laser wolf uh in fiddler on the roof and then i was uh Tenardier in les mis i was uh smoky and damn yankees oh my gosh you were uh, everywhere and Bye Bye Birdie, I just played, like, various roles. I really wish I had, like, a better role in that play. Yeah. I'm still mad about that. So if you're listening, Miss Sissel, you made a mistake. <laughs> calling you out. I'm calling you out, Miss Sissel. <laughs> how many years later? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. How many years? Uh, that's, oh, my God. That's, like, that's almost, like, six years. Yeah, I've been angry for six years, Miss Sissel. I want wow. you to know. Yeah. You know how to hold a grudge. Uh, I, it's very... You want to talk about it? <sighs> yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> my vein pops out of my forehead <laughs> a little bit yeah, yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome yeah well yeah but, that's how so, i started but but you were the outcast though and and i'm surprised to hear that because still am though not like you were then though i mean i'm pretty much the same person i don't think i've changed maybe physically i've changed you think you're the same person you were yeah let's say Eight years ago. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously not going to be exactly the same little girl that I was when I was in high school. Like, we're all going to grow up. We all grow up. Okay. And life, like, teaches you, forces you to yeah. grow up sometimes. Yeah. So, um, but I feel like mentally where my heart, my heart hasn't changed. My mind has. Okay. My heart hasn't. I'm still, I still have the same aspirations as I did when I was in high school. I still wish I was friends with a lot of the people that I was with friends with in high school like I don't my heart doesn't change but my mind obviously does yeah no I find people I find myself missing uh some people from the past as well. yeah no I that's that's a very natural uh emotion I get that yeah um so I feel like I'm still the same okay person yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> okay hopefully <laughs> no for sure I mean but but with being the same person, you know, you, you learn all these different things. I mean, what's the what's the biggest kind of struggle that you've kind of learned to surpass since then? Oh my God, there's so many. Because you get better at handling those. Um, but I, from what I could tell, right from off the get go. Yeah. You're a fighter. A oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Since birth, a hundred percent. But only because I just I'm not the kind of person to fall and not get back up like sure. i'm not comf i'm not gonna ever be comfortable just staying at a downfall like i want to 
a lot of people tell me this a lot i have one of my best friends she told me this and this will like always stay with me in my heart because it kind of like made sense and at the time she said this but she's like i've never seen you depressed i don't think you're the kind of because depression is a big thing it's really big and my she's depressed but she told me she's like i've never seen you depressed and i don't think you're ever going to be depressed because like it doesn't matter what situation you're going through you thrive to like be better you take that situation and you make yourself better regardless of what's going on and like you always try to make everybody else feel better regardless of what you're going through as well like you don't let situations just get to you and you stay comfortable like wherever i'm gonna be at with my situation like i'll, I'll always want to do more i always want more out of life regardless of the things that i'm going through so I don't know no yeah like I just feel like I'm not the kind of person that's always just gonna not want to do more with their life I don't like to settle at all and if I find myself settling I wake the fuck up and I tell myself like you need to move forward what's wrong with settling I just feel like there's so little time on earth mm. so little time like literally you're like life can be over in a second life is short exactly yeah. Yeah. so it's like why not thrive for more Okay. Why don't you want to do more with yourself? Right. Like, there's so much you can do out there. So you like the discomfort. Yeah. Uh, what's been the most, uh, I, I, I will call it pleasantly discomfortable, <laughs> pleasantly uncomfortable. What? What? I guess, like, I, I'm, I'm looking for an experience that you've, that you've had. Okay. Where you were growing in a way that, you know, you were uncomfortable. Yeah. Because things were new and fresh. Well, moving to America. Moving to America. When did you move to America? When I was nine years old, 2004. Wow. Okay. It's been a while. Uh, I mean, was that a difficult process, especially with the, 100%. Po with the politics happening right now? What's, what's um, going on with that? What happened so that? we moved here because my mom had cancer, like I mentioned before. Yes. So my country didn't have the resources for my mom to heal properly. Mm -hmm. So we crossed the border. We had to migrate here. When you say cross the border. We literally crossed the border. <laughs> you you kind of had to make the run. And... Yeah. Yeah. So wow. all I remember when I was nine years old was my mom selling all the things that we had, like our house, our land. She's like, oh, we're going on a road trip. <laughs> That's and casual. I was like, great. I was like, bring it on. I was nine. Obviously, I was very naive. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew my mom was sick and she needed help. That's mm -hmm. all I knew. So we packed our bags, left family, everything behind. Everything we knew, we, we left behind. Um, and then we moved here. What was the biggest thing you had to sacrifice for that move for you? For me? I guess the culture. The culture. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not like your typical Andorian person. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm in touch with my culture anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what my culture is. Not growing up there, like, anymore. Like, it kind of took that away from me, moving here. So, now that I'm here, I don't even know where to go. It's from just, like... It's different. Yeah. I grew up h higher upper class, if you want to label me, in a way. Okay. I My mom worked for Congress. Oh, wow. So she, she was well off for a single mom. We had nannies. We had chauffeurs to take us to school every morning. I was in private school. 
I was taking eight classes a day more than most kids. I would have tutors to come to my house and teach me how to speak English, like without an accent. Um, I was learning French, Italian, like I was learning, I was a rich kid back home. So I lost everything. But you were put to work right away. Exactly. And you went through so many changes yeah. right after that. Drastically. Like I had kind of like an empire and that got taken away in a day when we found out my mom had cancer. Yeah. So we lost everything. We moved to America. And then I, I realized how much I hated my life. So that was like the toughest part of no, like growing up. Sure. Like I almost lost my mom because they only gave her two months of life. And then you find out like you're moving across the, like to a, a different country that you don't know anyone. I had no friends. I had no family here besides my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And that was the only reason that was pushing me forward, my grandmother, because like I have a very close relationship with her. Sure. In my head, I'm connecting dots of your timeline. Yeah. You know, you talked about uh, because of what you went through with your mom and her cancer and her battle with it, her nine surgeries, uh, that motivated you to want to help people. Yeah. Uh, but you never went down that road. Instead, you went to entertainment. Yeah. Inspired by high school theater. Yeah. Before that, did you ever have a chance to help? Did you ever get to, to like, volunteer or even intern? I was always, like... Interns about... Not, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> but, but, you know, did you ever get to help someone? Yeah. <laughs> like, in what sense, though? Like, I, I think I'm, I've always been one to, like, sign up for anything... That. What what are some of the things you've signed up for? Okay, so in the entertainment or in, in, in the in, medical field? In the medical field. Okay, so when I was little, I wasn't allowed to do this, but I they just let me do this because, I don't know, I, I was always asking and I was always <laughs> pushing buttons. Yeah. Um, but I would always, when my mom was like, um, had her first surgery, I made friends with every single person in her floor. And I would always go out and like give out everybody's foods for lunch. Like I wasn't, I didn't work for the hospital. I was not allowed to do that. I wasn't even a volunteer. I just wanted to help. And like I made conversations with all the seniors. I would read to the seniors. I'd make friends with literally any patient just that, to make their day better. That's huge. They, so like little things like that, I think I've always just had in me. Yeah. You know, there, there's so many studies out there that, that show that you know, half the battle with, with not just fighting cancer, but any disease yeah, is the morale that you have. If you're a, a sad person and you're in that uh, incapacitated situation, mm -hmm. you, I mean, you, you, you will not recover well. Yeah. Or you'll recover a lot slower than yeah. the other ones will. Yeah. Um, I mean, would, would, you, would you ever find yourself combining that kind of positivity and entertainment with what you did yes yeah i think my goal in life is be successful but not for my own pleasure not for just me not just to be selfish but like if i'm gonna be successful and one day have millions of dollars or you know wealth i want to help people i want to build houses back home i want to build orphanages back home I want to like go to Africa and help with water resources, things like that. Like I've always had a passion to help people, but like use, I don't know. It's just, it's difficult because like, how are you going to get to that point? You know, 
and like all these this is what pisses me off about all these celebrities like they have so much power they literally have the power to save africa from not have from having for having water you mm-hmm. know they have that power they can they have the money they can do it and they don't it's selfish that there's so much poverty in the world and there's so much wealth in the world yet we don't do anything to fix it absolutely um to kind of attach this back to your vlogging you know the person that i always think of when i comes to a humanitarian yeah uh that vlogs is mr beast yeah did you have you ever watched mr beast no mr beast is is incredible he's 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 done videos where i think like there was one video where he literally drove a car and he donated it to someone on the street that he saw okay he don't just dropped his car so here you go he kind of reminds me of david dobrik he's done you know large you know drops of money on different homeless people and whatnot he has used his power his platform and and instead of just taking the sponsorships in for himself Mm -hmm. he will he will take that that power and and distribute it and that's what's made him famous is that he's a really sweet genuine guy with a very unique personality and also kind of a tough upbringing yeah i was gonna ask do you with your vlog could you see yourself moving it in that direction a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent where's the place to start with that First, I have to be big. Because I would love to help you with that, yeah. by the way, in any way, including no, interviewing yeah. you here, you know? No, it's just, it's just consistency. Okay. Sometimes I don't have that consistency because I also have a life and I have a full-time job. Yeah. Like, YouTube is not my full-time job. Not yet, at least. No. And once it is, like, once it takes off, it will be, and I'll quit everything else. Yeah. Because I want to focus on just that one thing. When will you know it's time? I don't know yet. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out that for myself. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's just, again, consistency, and I don't have it because I'm a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> I, I would say quite the opposite. You are not a lazy person. Not at all. No, no, because I, you know, you are my coworker. I, I will not mention the name of the company that we work for. Yeah. But I will say that when we're there and we're working on set, you know, you're not just doing your job. You're not just doing what's asked of you. You're doing that and beyond. And on top of that, you're playing the diplomatic game of being nice to everybody. And on top of that, you know, you're staying you somehow. And that's a really tough balance to do. I don't know how I do it. I'm just <laughs> perfect. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> I mean, nail on the no, head. No, 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 no. We um, now know the title of this episode. I'm just perfect. <laughs> I'm just perfect. The title of the episode. Oh, hell no. Okay. Um, fine. <laughs> no, it's really hard because sometimes I'm just really good at putting other people first. Like, I'm really good at that. Like, I genuinely enjoy helping other people. And sometimes, like, I forget myself, which is what sucks. Yeah. But at work, I obviously like to excel in whatever situation I'm in. Whatever my coworkers tell me to do, which I can't mention. Um, But whatever they tell me to do, I try to do it ten times better than they expected. So. But also, it's because I'm a woman. (laughs) And I'm the only girl there. So it's like I have to, I, sometimes I feel like I have to try and prove myself harder because I am in an industry where it's very male driven. Yeah. So I have to prove myself. So you've always been an outcast in your life and you claim that you've been the same all your life, you know? 
you're now in the film industry, mm-hmm. um, which further makes you an outcast because you're a female in a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find yourself sort of paving the way to a different future in Hollywood, or you know, do do you kind of do you kind of just go through the day and, and think to yourself, ah, it's gonna stay the same? No, I think it's constantly changing. Yeah. I think there's a lot more women doing what I do. Whereas prior years, there wasn't a lot of women doing what, I, what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, there's more opportunity out there for us, which I think it's great. It should have been like that from the beginning. Because um, women can do just as well as men can, or better sometimes. Um, but I think it's definitely going to, you know pave a way for a better uh, I, I just think it, it'll be better for women later down the road absolutely 100% what are some of the things that have to happen that haven't happened yet for it to be better for women oh god I shouldn't say better for women for it to be fair for women because that's really the issue mm-hmm. you know I think when you say I want something uh, better than it just makes someone sound needy but that's not that, the point is not that we want more Mm. It's that, not we, because I'm, I'm not female. It's not the, that's not the point. The point is, the point is that you know, you want what's fair. Yeah. You know, females and and transgender women and transgender men and anybody of the gender spectrum just want equal opportunity to that to those that are white men, mm-hmm. who who like myself who get that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, what do you think needs to happen? Starting with actually giving us a chance. Yeah. Cause, because we're women, we're weak. Emotionally attached to things, mm-hmm. people, our jobs. I think that has to change because women are a lot stronger than people think. Yeah. In the film industry, you know, it's it's a very liberal hub. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I would say it's the, it's the driving force behind uh, the fact that I would say ninety percent of the media out there, yeah, is has a, has some sort of liberal message to some capacity, you know, whether it's subtle or very on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though it's it's liberal, and you're kind of shielded by this with the current presidency, and you know everything that's happening around his 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 yellow wig, mm-hmm. uh, how does that? How does that affect your experience in the film industry? Does that make it? Does it? Does it not affect you? Are you? Are you? Is it making it harder? Um, so far, I don't think it's affect me. Because the company that we work for is so small, but I feel like once I move forward into a different company or a different field in the industry, things are definitely going to be different. Anything else, Mister Dry? Well. <laughs> Or Mr. Cuddles, should I say? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> per tradition on this show, mm-hmm. I'm going to be asking everybody, every guest, this question. Okay. I asked Owen this question. I'm asking you this question. I'm going to ask uh, future friends like Izzy Salant mm-hmm. uh, this question. What is going to be the thing that makes you famous? The fact that I'm not doing fame for selfish reasons. And I'm doing it because I actually want to help people. 
I think that's a little different because I feel like people are so self-absorbed into becoming famous and with Instagram and you know social media now it's like everyone is famous but I'm not doing it because I want the likes I'm not doing it because I want the comments or the self-validation of who I am like I know who I am like I know what I want to do and I think that's a little bit different that's a, a little bit of like not what everybody else is doing it for so my reason is completely different. It's selfless. Because I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for others. Amazing. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Amanda Viatoro. Go follow her YouTube channel. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, oh, please don't. Or, or don't. <laughs> Never heard a vlogger say that before. <laughs> don't follow me. Don't subscribe to my channel. Don't hit that notification bell. God. <laughs> dork <laughs> I, I don't care what amanda says go subscribe to her youtube channel give her a like get the notification bell on right now it's a really amazing hilarious wholesome youtube channel uh i'm gonna cry other than that uh we'll see you next week uh thanks so much for listening and have a good one and what we say in my channel bye Hey guys, did you like that episode? Be sure to follow on Instagram. That is Mr. Thrive, Mr. Period Thrive, uh, to stay tuned with Stars of Tomorrow. Also, follow the Facebook page at Stars of Tomorrow to stay connected. Uh, this is going to be a great show. We'll see you next week on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.